Welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Lunt. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. I am Jacob Trowbridge. How are you doing? Pretty all right. Just all right? Yeah, I'll be much better once we start talking about this juggernaut of a fantasy division that we have on dock here. Oh, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Today is the NFC West breakdown. Very exciting stuff. It is very exciting Are stuff. Are you as excited as I am? I I am. You know why I'm excited? Because we are under 50 days until training, or until the um, uh, football season starts. I'm so excited, I can't even get my words right. It's football season starts really soon. Training camps start opening up here shortly. I am so very excited for real football to actually start happening again. I got hot. Uh, is it hot in here all of a sudden? It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is uh, fantastic news, and I did not even realize that until you just told me it. Yes. So thank you for that yes. lovely surprise. We are mere just like weeks away from the Hall of Fame game, <laughs> and I know it's a garbage game, but <laughs> it's still real football. So first football is never garbage. True. Football, oh no, absolutely. No matter how bad it actually is. Absolutely, I am fucking stoked for it. I can't wait. Fantastic. Well, with that bit of enthusiasm, let's yes. ride that wave let's. into our What Are We Drinking This Week? So this week we have a very special beer. Oh, so special. Yes. So it's by Delta Beer Lab, a new local brewery here in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I happened to be out at the brewery on uh, Sunday uh, to go support them and, and check it out because I've only been out there one time before that. Um, and my beautiful wife had never been out there, so we decided to go head out there. And I was like... I'm going to bring some cans home for the podcast. I am so damn excited to I try am this too. beer. Yeah, so you this is no just idea. a uh, Dunkel Wit. Um, so that'll be really interesting to see what it tastes like. The BLG Dunkel Wit clocking in at 5.2% ABV. Oh, I love the sound. And the look. And it's also a tall boy, which is nice. So we'll have a little bit extra to keep refilling. That's, That's what right. I'm talking about. So, uh, a little darker than you're used to seeing, but it is a dunkel. Dunkels are our dark beers. That's right. So uh, it's a little bit darker. Pretty clear though. You can see through the see through the glass. I very can nicely. see clearly now. My beer is definitely here. smells like a wit. Got that. It smells like a wit. Yeah, it's got the banana. What's the wit smell? It's Give the me banana. the rundown. The banana. It's the banana. The clove. A little bit of clove. A clove. It's the banana for me. A little bit of a little bit of banana bready. Mm. Oh, that's tasty. Ah, oh, shit, that's, that's good. good. That's good. That's real good. Way to go, Delta. Oh, I Delta like that. Beer Lab crushed it. Oh. So you should all make a road trip out to Madison, Wisconsin. Find Delta Beer Lab. <sighs> yes. And get it in your mouth. Yes, because they are not in any stores anywhere. Yes. That's right. Extra exclusive for now. That's right. Oh, good job. That is a delicious beer. Good summer beer. Yeah. Well, honestly, I've come around to the idea that almost any beer is a good summer beer now. I find you try just, hard enough. Yeah, yeah, you can make it work. But this Absolutely. Is, is exceptional. Um, you know what else is exceptional? What's that? Our Drunk Trade of the Week. Drunk Trade of the Week. This one, once again, comes in from Reddit. Hops and Horns. You think he's talking about, like, beer hops? You think we can merge all of this together? Absolutely. Perfect. I like Just ride with it. So he says, two people in my league traded Kevin White for Brashad Perryman back in 2017. So he's saying one person had Kevin White, one person had Brashad Perryman. Apparently this happened at a bar at 2 a.m. and was pretty much awarded the Titanic Chair Swap Award that year. I had never heard that phrase before. I've never heard that either. I love that phrase. I love it. That is great. I'm, I'm going to steal use it. that I'm stealing so it. often. And yes, both players in that trade were and are terrible. Mm-hmm. And there was no reason for the trade to be made. No. Which is what the best drunk trades are. Yes. There were no winners. There were no losers. It was just, well, they're both kind Probably of losers, I guess. their toilet seats yes. the following day. I'm yes. guessing. If this trade was so important to happen at 2 a.m. Oh, I like that. Because it's just, it's, it's a head scratcher. It's like, so dumb. Why, why <laughs> did they think this was a great trade to do? 
at any time. I hope I they high five the shit out of each other for like the and entire they thought next they were hour. The of each other. Oh, He's like know. going to his buddies, like oh, I got that fucker good. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't rule that out. So that was fantastic. Um, pointless, silly, but great. Yes, Numbers. I love it. I love it. All right, with that, let's roll into some real talk. Hashtag real talk. You want to talk about the the NFC West records from 2018? Let's do it. So the Rams came in 13 and three, um, just a nip away from that Super Bowl. They were so close. Teensy nip. Yes. Uh, Seahawks 10 and six, 49ers four and 12, and the Cardinals three and 13. Sorry, Cardinals. <laughs> All right, so we'll start our in-depth analysis with the Seattle Seahawks. So depth chart, went through that quickly. We got Russell Wilson, quarterback, uh, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, CJ Proceis, and J.D. McKissick as our running backs. J.D. McKissick, yeah. And we've got wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, David Moore, Jerron Brown, Gary Jennings. And then tight ends, we got Nick Vanette, Will Disley, and Ed Dixon. Ed Dixon. Yeah, it sounds like he should be a villain from an old-timey West show, I think. He does. Maybe in another life. So, let's talk regression. Yes, Because that's our favorite thing to lead off with, is just disappointment. Yes. So, I'm very interested... And why you have this particular player listed as your regression candidate. Would you care to talk about Mr. Chris Carson? I would. Um, I actually like Chris Carson. Um, this isn't a knock against him personally or... As a person, um, you dig his vibe? I do. You know, the, my, 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 my regression candidate and my up-and-coming player kind of go hand-in-hand hand here. Oh. They are... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. They are... They are mirror images of gloves they're just they're, they're like they're, they're, they make a pair if you could see what just happened in front of my face in order to fully give me the picture of what a mirror image of your hand looks like he just held up his other hand uh, yep. it was very helpful and I'm sad that you didn't get to see that listener. someday you'll get all this great stuff when we get video going eventually I'm just but, saying uh, they're going to be completely confused yes. without that wonderful yeah, life well, diagram that's their loss <laughs> alright so the reason why I have Chris Carson as my regression candidate is that I think Rashad Penny is going to have a much bigger role in the offense this year. You know, uh, Rashad Penny came in hurt last season. Um, he had, what, the thumb injury or wrist injury or something like that. Some um, damn kind hand of, injury. Kind of, kind of overweight from what I've heard. You know, So he got a slow start. We know Pete Carroll will just throw whatever running back happens to be doing wonderful in training camp that year. Um, draft capital be damned. And lo and behold, this year, Chris Carson is hurt. Just had a groin um, surgery, I believe. And Rashad Penny is the one that came in all fit, buff, um, ready to roll, been been working with the ones right now. So I think, you know, this backfield is going to be more of a 50-50 backfield. So just by, you know, default, Chris Carson's going to regress because Rashad Penny is going to eat into some of that usage. Now, I know that... Um, they lost their running back. Um, Micah Davis. Thank you. My mind was totally Mikey blank there. Davis. You know, I know they lost those carries, but at the same time, you know, they've got CJ Proceis, JD McKissick, who were both oft injured last year as well. I'm assuming they're going to come back healthy after an offseason of rehab. Um, and like I said, I feel like the backfield is going to be much more of a 50 50 split this year rather than, you know, one person being the um, lead back in this offense. So no true bell cow in Seattle this true. year. True. Which is unfortunate. Because, no, i got to have my bell cow. Yeah. But I can't. No. Nope. And I don't trust it either. Um, because that's like Seattle's thing. They're always low-key running back by committee. It's just you don't know because the injuries are there, so it's not mm-hmm. as easy to see that. Mm-hmm. Because they're forced into having a lead guy that they don't really want. I totally buy into that. But, well, let's just keep this rolling really quick into the Rashad Penny take, though. How high are we talking for Rashad? How high are we talking? Um, give me one second here and I will tell you. Oh. Let me pull up the old projections. Data and statistics? I have, I have projections. Well, I project that I'm going to like whatever you just 
Say it. Um, because I already agree with your base concept. I'll tell you why I like Rashad Penny. Why do you like Penny? Because he's really cheap. That he is. Like, weirdly cheap in comparison to where Chris Carson is going right now. So, I play the game, and I don't know if you do this, but with backfields like this, I just take whoever is cheapest, and it's Rashad Penny by a mile right now. So, I've got him as a, you know, mid RB3 right now, but I also have Chris Carson um, in that range as well. So, I don't think either of them are. You know, for, especially for the draft capital. You know, yeah. I'm not taking Chris Carson for where he's going. You would not take Chris Carson no. at 505. No. How about Rashad Penny at 701? Uh, that might be a pass. It okay. kind of depends on roster construction, how my draft is going. Okay. Uh, if I'm running back light at that point, I let, might take a shot on him. Let me just ask: Would you rather have Rashad Penny or Latavius Murray? Because they're going close to each other. Oh, good question. I know. <laughs> so I think they'll both have good fantasy valuable weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, the New Orleans offense, all they do is, you know, have viable running backs. Doesn't matter who's back there basically. So they're both flex startable yes. no matter what. Yes. And both would get an obscene amount of workload if um, there is an injury. I would think I would go with um, the Seattle Penny. Okay. okay. I'm barely. I just think they're going to be more run-heavy offense, where the Saints can be more pass-happy offense. Penny by a nose, yes. you'd say. Yes. All right. So, who do you have for your regression candidate? My regressor, because God damn it, he just has to, is Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett can't keep breaking fantasy football. Well, he just, can. No, he can't and he won't, Dustin. He can't and he won't. He was by far the most efficient receiver in football. It was ridiculous. To an obscene extent, and we thought that last year he would regress from the year prior when he was Mm -hmm. wildly efficient. And it turned out he was able to do a twofer. He did a little back-to-back action. But he has more competition now for targets. Mm -hmm. So... He already capped his targets. Can he be exactly as efficient with his targets as he was last year? My heart says no. My head also says no. So it's a no. He has DK Metcalf coming Mm -hmm. in. I don't particularly love DK Metcalf, nor would I ever draft him this year. But I could absolutely see a world. Hashtag don't draft rookie wide receivers. True story. But I could absolutely see a world where he comes in and is an annoyance to you if you have a a Seahawks wide receiver. Mm -hmm. They don't throw the ball that much to begin with. Will Disley, I actually like. I think he will be an effective tight end this year. He was hurt almost all of last year. We saw him for like a two-game sample size. He had a little bit of a Vance-ish nature Mm -hmm. to him, a little Vance McDonald nature. Mm -hmm. I think if they have their pass-catching running backs available finally, your ProSize, your McKissick, that will eat into that workload as well. He just... Mike Davis can only do what Mike Davis could do. He's not a designated pass catcher. Mm -hmm. So you throw in all of that and just natural regression, and damn it, I'm out. I'm out. Lock it. All right. Who's your up and coming since uh, we already did mine? I am going to transition right into David Moore, the unnamed man from uh, my little situation here. David Moore, when he got the opportunity, which he did not get a ton of last year because it was the Doug Baldwin, am I in, am I out? Am mm-hmm. I in, am I out? And he teased people, and then David Moore got, got a little action, and then he kind of got phased out, and then he got a little more action, and then he got phased out. David Moore was very efficient with what he did, but not to the extent where you have to worry about it as much as you do with Lockett. So I could absolutely see David Moore, another year in the offense, he knows the system, he'll have an offseason where he could mentally understand that he's the guy Mm -hmm. unlike last year where it was supposed to be Baldwin and he you know didn't get factored in as much so I like him he was already the third most targeted player last year on that offense it's not saying a ton but I do believe that he'll get uh, significant upgrades in the stats nice all right and then lastly for the Seahawks are question marks 
Uh, I'll yeah. kick us off. Yeah. My, my question mark is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson? That's right. Mr. Talent himself. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Talent. I, you know what makes me a good quarterback? Talent. I am talent. Shut the fuck up, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's your question mark. Hey, yes, Why is he question your question mark? Um, I'm curious to see how the coaching staff is actually going to use him. They gave him a big contract extension, um, you know, highest quote unquote paid, you know, quarterback there for a hot tick. Yeah. Um, he was real excited about it. Yes. So almost nobody else was. So it, it's it's a weird dichotomy there where they made him a high one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, but they are also a wanna be a run first smash mouth football team. This is a weird trend, by the way. So didn't Minnesota just do this last year when yes. they said that they were trying to be a run-heavy offense, and then they yes. made Kirk Cousins this gigantic yes. offer. What the fuck are these teams doing? I don't know. So it's just, it's just you know, are, are they going to take the reins off of off of him this year and just let Russell do Russell things and make plays, and um, or are they going to really focus on the run more? Like I just, I don't know. I just, I just don't know what's going to happen, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you for not liking it. That's a poopy situation. Um, we'll see. He's gone yes. too high for me, anyways. I would never take him in drafts, but it'll be interesting to mm-hmm. see how he finishes this year. Absolutely. My uh, question marks. We already really talked about. It's the backfield as a whole. Who gets involved and to what extent? We've covered that. Moving on to the L.A. Rams. All right. Here's some exciting shit to talk about. Yes, yes. It's like your own personal fantasy football team here with this roster. I would just draft the Rams and call it a day. All right. So uh, we've got Jared Goff and Blake Bortles as our quarterbacks. Blakey-poo. He got a backup job. And then running backs, we've got Todd Gurley, Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, John Kelly. He could be a thing. Ooh, touche. Uh, wide receivers, we've got Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds. And then for tight ends, we've got Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby. Lead us off here, Jake. Regression candidate. I would love to. Let's keep it in the realm of quarterbacks. Jared Goff. Um, I'm nervous, and I don't think it's unwarranted for me to be nervous. He uh, finished as a top 10 quarterback last season, and he did so because that offense was dynamite. Mm-hmm. I still think it will be a great offense. My concern is one of his primary targets, security blanket in a way, Cooper Cup. We saw what he looked like without Cooper Cup last mm-hmm. season, and it did not look very good. Um, his passer rating dropped from 126 to 105 when, Coop, uh, when Cooper was out. Uh, I read an interesting stat where the play-action passes dropped off even more than that when Cooper Cup was out, and that's a big facet of their mm-hmm. offense. Mm-hmm. Um, the lack of backfield consistency worries me. What's Gurley's involvement going to be like? Again, once Gurley got phased out, it was a little harder for Goff. He did not jump off to C.J. Anderson like he did to Gurley. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted... Daryl Henderson should be a significant upgrade from mm-hmm. C.J. Anderson, but I worry about the consistency there because that was their game was they just leaned on Gurley. They didn't mm-hmm. do a split backfield. If they have to do that now, how is that going to change things? Right. And also, again, I'm just I'm a little worried about natural regression um, with McVay. I think he's a super creative guy. And he should be able to pull them out of whatever slump they fell into mm-hmm. when they faced the Patriots last year. But I have my doubts, and I don't see Goff finishing where he finished last year. I think he has a shot at being a top 12 guy still, but I'm a little nervous. So borderline top 12 QB for you. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Hmm. All right. Don't love it. Who is your not loving it? My not loving it is Bobby Woods. Bobby! Um, I just, I, I think, kind of alluding to what you said earlier, um, with Cooper Cup, I think Cooper Cup's going to start slow, you know, still recovering from the injury. He'll get worked back kind of gradually, I believe. So I think to start the year, Robert Woods will have a, a, a pretty solid year. 
Um, but I think once Cooper Cup gets involved again and becomes part of the offense, I, I think Robert Woods is going to kind of naturally decline a little bit and Cooper Cup's going to rise and take take the spot as the number two receiving option on the team. Once uh, Stella gets his groove back. That's right. You know, there'll be no Mo Woods. And I just, it's not that I dislike him. I think he's a very good wide receiver. Uh, very been very consistent. I just perpetually underrated. Oh, and absolutely. now by you as well. It's just at you're just piling on at this. Well, point. that's what I do. <laughs> you pile on. That's right. <laughs> so I, I just I don't know. I just got a feeling he's he's going to be a letdown for fantasy owners this year. Fair enough. Who's your up and coming? Well, let's just talk about every wide receiver that's not Cooper Cup. Um, Josh Reynolds. I love Josh Reynolds' opportunity this year. He is, to me, the only viable wide receiver handcuff. I've never used that phrase before. I don't think it's ever applied before. I think it absolutely applies here. We saw what happened when Mm Cup went out last year. Josh Reynolds just got slotted in. Was he as good for you as Cooper Cup was? Absolutely not. But he was very good. He was fantasy viable. Because all Rams wide receivers <laughs> yes. will be fantasy viable mm-hmm. for you. Absolutely. They use the most 11 personnel in the league by a wide margin. They always got three receivers on the field. If any one of those receivers goes down with injury, it doesn't have to be cut. Right. He's the next man up that they're just going to slot in. And he will. And he'll perform well. He will. Absolutely, he I agree. Probably won some people a couple of weeks if they picked mm-hmm. him up off of waivers late last year. Yeah, so absolutely. I I really dig him. Who is who's your on digging it? I've got Daryl Henderson, and I know this may seem like a softball, like oh, jump on the hype train. Everybody loves Daryl Henderson. Blah blah. Got to talk about it. So he's got great skill set. I think he's a perfect fit for this offense. McVeigh will know how to use him. I don't think he's going to be the... I don't think it's going to be as big a split as people think in that backfield. I still think Gurley's going to have the bulk of the the workload. Gurley's going to get the goal line carries. Uh, So I'm not really worried about Gurley all that much uh, as far as his end-of-the-season production. Okay. Uh, Assuming he doesn't have any sort of major flare-up with the knee or anything like that. If he's if right. he's able to manage the pain level, or assuming the his kneecap doesn't like explode yeah, out of exactly. him or something, I think okay. he's still going to be a high end um, running back one. Absolutely, high end running yeah, back yeah, one. Absolutely. Okay, I'm very confident that it'll be fine. Top five, top six. Uh, he will be top seven, top seven. Okay, okay. There's the cutoff. All right, perfect. So, uh, but now where does Henderson fit into you from a weekly standpoint? Do you think he's a guy that you could? Throw in every week. Uh, I think he would be a flex play if you, if you're desperate. I don't know that you can count on him every week. I think it's going to be kind of like an Austin Eckler type situation where he has some really good weeks, but then totally disappears other weeks. You know, I just I just don't know. He's a guy where, like you're saying, if if Gurley is really mm-hmm. injured or hampered, right. He'll be the natural guy, and if you get that bit of news, then you can go, oh, I'm going to slot him in my exactly. line. Exactly. now and be Exactly. Good. Okay. Excellent. And then question marks. We have the same player. Look at us. <laughs> I love when it comes Aww. together like this. We're precious. Uh, we've talked about him a lot. Mm-hmm. What's his deal? I don't know. He, he doesn't know. Nobody seems to know, or nobody's saying anything. Mm-hmm. So do, I don't even think that he'll start week one at this point which is why I was so firm about Josh Reynolds being mm-hmm. included there. I could easily see him missing the first couple of games. Maybe they want to be... I would assume they want to be cautious and bringing him back. Absolutely. I don't see McVay and that coaching staff as being those guys who are just, well, fuck it, let's just throw him in there. We pay, we're pay, we paying you. I think they're smarter than that. Mm-hmm. So my assumption would be that he might miss a couple of games at least to start. I could see that happening, and I definitely don't like him at his draft price right now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's way too high. I mean, I love the talent. I have him on um, one of my dynasty rosters. I love him. I probably won't get rid of him because I think he's just a very solid wide receiver. Uh, His cost right now, by the way, is 504. Yeah, way too high. For someone that could miss a couple weeks in the fifth round, I mean, that's just mm-hmm. a little little too rich for my blood. You Would you rather have Tyler Lockett going right after him? Probably. Really? I mean, I wow. don't like to say that, but Tyler Lockett's the number one in his offense. For now. He's the number one in his offense. For now. 
We don't know how that's going to And he's, you know, as we just said, so hyper-efficient. He breaks football rules. So what you're saying is, disregard everything that I said. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Direct Tyler Lockett now. Perfect. I'm glad that we're on the same page. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, moving on. Unless yes. you have anything else you would like to add? I do not. All right, the Arizona Cardinals. Depth chart. We've got Kyler Murray and Brent Hudley as the quarterbacks. Hey, Brett. Boo. Don't miss you. <laughs> Running backs, we got David Johnson and Chase Edmonds. Wide receivers, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, Keyshawn Johnson, Kevin White. Question our, mark. Our big trade player. That's drunk right. trade. That's right. And then Make a triumphant ends, return. Tight ends, we've got Charles Clay and Ricky Seals-Jones. Mm-hmm. So... Jake, I will let you have the floor here for regression candidates because Are you going to defer? I don't have anyone for a regression candidate because this offense was so no terrible regression. last year that it's hard to pick someone that's going to actually regress. So go for it. Now, I, I did not have as much of an issue choosing this. Not because, not because I thought there were a lot of people, but because there was only one person that I could actually see regressing. So to your point, y- yeah. <laughs> I don't see I don't see David Johnson regressing and he was the highest finisher by mm-hmm. a wide margin. So I went Larry Fitzgerald. Okay. He finished wide receiver twenty five last year. Not bad. No. Not what we're used to getting from Larry, no, but, obviously, but at his age in yes. that putrid offense, yes, that was not that bad. was solid. Only Larry could have made those daisies out of that poop mill mm-hmm. that he was in. So why do I think Larry's going to regress? I think it's we saw it in the draft. We saw what the Cardinals want to do, which is they want the influx of the young receivers. They want to run the air raid offense with mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. There isn't a ton of room for Larry in that offense right now because they're moving him out wide. That news broke out, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. They want Larry out of the slot. Mm-hmm. That's not what you see happen at his stage of his career. People of his age, they move to the slot, which he mm-hmm. did a few years back, because they get more production, because they're more valuable. Maybe they've lost a little bit of a step. They're still able to produce from the slot. Now you're moving them back well, out and wide. He's such a technician that like working in the slot is such a great spot for him because he can just make those moves. and He's got moves. Yeah. But does he have field stretching moves? Probably not anymore. I don't know. I mean, I let's be honest, it. he's faster than me. Sure. Oh, sure. But well, sure. what do you mean, oh, sure? You didn't have to say it like that. <laughs> no, I absolutely but, didn't. But, you know. He's also faster than me. Yes. I, I just was waiting to leave that <laughs> hang. I didn't want to include myself if I didn't have to. Um, they are moving Christian Kirk in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't bode super well for me, for Larry. I could see him still being used. What if they run him over there four wides and he's the other slot person? Cool. Unlike the eight plays that they do that, he will be great. You I'm think sure. that's only going to be eight plays a game? Yeah, I, I, I do uh, underestimate maybe what their offense is going to look like, but I, I would be hard pressed to believe they can make that work across the full season for sixteen games. But we'll see. Yeah, I could be proven a fool, but I would not have Larry projected as a wide receiver two fringe guy. No, I have a hard time projecting him as a wide receiver three, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, just doesn't add up for me. No, I'm, I'm with you. But let's talk positive. Yes. Who do you got for your up-and-comer? Uh, Christian Kirk. I think he is going to have a very good season. Other than, you know, Larry Fitz, you know, he's been with the offense already. I know there's a lot of new guys there, but having that year of actual NFL experience does help, you know? So, you know, last year he finished as wide receiver 58. Uh, A solid campaign, again, considering how awful that offense was. He had... And on a points-per-game basis, he did actually significantly well. Yeah, he had, you know, 43 receptions for 590 yards, only three touchdowns, which, you know, there's going to be positive regression there for the touchdowns. Do you think he absorbs enough touchdowns from the slot where he's projected to play because Larry was getting touchdowns from the slot there's no reason he can mm-hmm. absolutely I, th- I think he will good because I I have been wanting to get Christian Kirk in as many places as I can 
I've got him right now projected as the wide receiver 36 this season. So you're not predicting a world-breaking no. season for but I think they're going to spread the ball around so much in that offense, mm-hmm. and David Johnson's going to get his. Oh, he's going to get his. You know, so I, I just, it's, it's hard to say who's going to actually break out in this offense, if they're going to hyper-target one wide receiver or not. So um, I'm kind of hedging the bets there. But, I mean, obviously from wide receiver 58 to 36, that's a pretty significant jump. Yeah, that makes him a usable guy now. Yes. Whereas, eh, you know, it was tougher. Yes, exactly. Who you got? Well, we're talking about all these weapons that have been flown in to Arizona now. It would only be right to talk about the guy getting to use them. It's Kyler Murray for me. Kyler Murray has a real track to top 10 quarterback in his first season. I can absolutely see that. Not only does he have all of these great weapons, he has the security blanket of Larry Fitz and David Johnson, mm-hmm. and that tandem alone can make most quarterbacks look pretty great if mm-hmm. they have a reasonable offense and offensive coordinator working it. Again, didn't happen last year for Rosen, but with with improvements made at just about every part of the offense. Mm-hmm. Except for the offensive line. What What's <laughs> great about... Not great about it, but what's doable about that for Murray is he doesn't have to have right. a built-in sturdy line because He's, he is so mobile. Yes. He can get so much done with his feet. You've seen guys with shitty offensive lines mm-hmm. who can scramble, who can run. Russell Wilson, as much as I hate to give him many props, he's had years where he hasn't had the best offensive Absolutely. line. Absolutely. And he does have to run for his life, but he can, and he can make or it work. Houston. Deshaun Watson. Their offensive line is not spectacular by any stretch of the imagination. Swiss cheese. That's right. But Kyler Murray has the legs, so he has a solid rushing floor. Again, if they really are serious about this air raid offense, that's going to be a lot of passes, a lot of touchdowns. I'm all aboard. Nice. You bet. All right. So we kind of have similar question marks. It's like a question mark and then an italicized question mark. Barely different. We can lump it all into one. We can. It's basically it's the wide receivers. Specifically for me, it's the rookies. Yes, right. Because I think I think we both know what Larry is going to be, or yeah. we imagine we do. Right, and we we assume we know what Kirk is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's just, what the what is everybody else doing there? And and which of the rookies are going to stand out and get the playing time? That's the big question. I mean, because they invested so much draft capital across the board in the rookie wide receivers. Yep. A lot of you know um, pre-draft talent. "Quote unquote," you know, they're, you know, a lot, lot of, lot of love for the players that they drafted oh, as yeah. the rookies. So yeah, who, how is that all going to shake out? Who's going to, who's going to get the playing time? Who's going to be a favorite target of Kyler? I mean, it's you're assuming one of yeah. these guys is going to be the number three there. Yeah. But can can you predict right now? My best yeah. guess would be Andy Isabella because probably he's had the most chatter about him. Mm-hmm. He had the higher draft capital. He's a more versatile dude where he can play inside, outside. Mm-hmm. So maybe, or yeah. maybe one of their holdovers from last year ends up swimming in really anyways. Could be. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Kevin White resurgence. He could be a thing. Who knows? He could be a thing. I know. That's not good. And that thing. trade will end up working out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> if you think that guy held on to Kevin White for two plus years. You never know. I kind of hope he did now. And I hope he's listening. And I hope he continues <laughs> to hold him throughout this year. Believe. Believe yes. in the magic, man. All right, then we will finish up with the San Francisco 49ers. With so, some intrigue. Yes. Quarterbacks, we've got Jimmy Garoppolo, C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, all started last year. Yeah. Running backs, we got Jerick McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, Matt Burita, Raheem Mostert. And then wide receivers, Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin, Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd, Jordan Matthews, and then tight end, some guy named George Kittle. And that's all you need to know about yes. that. <laughs> all right. So speaking of the aforementioned George Kittle, yeah, we both have him, him as our regression candidate. So why don't you lead us off and tell tell the world why you think he's going to regress this year? Well, because he had stupid productivity last year. Um, he, Not to take anything away from him as a player, because you saw how good of a player he was. This wasn't fluky. What he got last year in terms of his production. It's not like he overachieved. It's just he is that good of a player. Mm -hmm. I have nothing against George Kittle, the player. And I I believe that he will be an incredible tight end for years to come. My issue 
is that he had no competition last year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Pettis was out four games. Goodwin was out five games. Garcon was out eight games. All of the running backs took turns being banged up. There was nobody to throw to. Kendrick Bourne had the second most targets on the team at 66. Kittle had 136. Yes. That's a gigantic gap. Yes. I cannot imagine that stays close to the same. Maybe they pass more overall this year, mm-hmm. which I can absolutely believe, mm-hmm. because they're all pass-catching running backs. So I don't see this like, oh, we're going to run it because we brought in all right. the running backs. But shit, those targets have to go to other players. You can't just leave them out on the field as decoys the entire time. Exactly. Uh, so I don't know. Well, you summed that up perfectly. Good. I have nothing else to add. I did it. Can I add one more tiny fact? You can add one more. Garop- just one. Garoppolo only threw 20 targets to him. Granted, he played very short time. Right. But that's the point, is there's such a small sample size with him. That we just don't know. But to be fair, he had the lowest completion percentage and yards per attempt when targeting Kittle of all three quarterbacks. That's not great. Again, yeah. small sample size, but right. just a tidbit to keep in mind. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Up and coming players. I'm excited for years. Uh, Dante Pettis is my up and coming player. Uh, There's just a lot of hype coming out of uh, camp this year uh, so far. Um, He, again, putrid offense last year, you know, finished as the wide receiver 71, you know, which is not good. (laughs) No? No. You're not happy with that? No. Okay. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of hype. He's apparently come into camp looking much, much better, more fit, more mature. They say. You mean like he has like a gray beard? I don't know. Okay. He's yeah. He's using the face swap app right now. So yeah. He, Did you hear that? That might mature. be like a hack thing. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't download it, people. Anyway, do download um, Dante Pettis though into your lineup. You see what I did uh, with the terminology? I was, I, I was, I, I I was going along for the ride. I wanted to see where it ended. It was a wild one. It was. Yeah. Someone's got to emerge as the wide receiver one there. they got to throw this ball to someone other than Kittle, as we said. Mm-hmm. Facts. <laughs> yeah, and I just... Uh, I think he's the superior talent as far as the wide receiving core goes. So I, I just... There's everything about it. I just like it all. You're all aboard, Pettis. I am. You're riding that wave. Mm-hmm. I dig it. What do you got up and coming? I am riding the Jimmy Garoppolo wave. And I'm quite frankly a little disappointed in everybody who's fallen off of it. If, if we flash back just a year ago, the hype was so insurmountable. Oh, it was out of control. Jimmy G. What the fuck happened, you guys? He, he got hurt. I get it. He got hurt. But... This injury does not affect quarterbacks like it hurt, affects skilled position players. He'll be fine. His bread and butter wasn't... He didn't rush like Russell Wilson. Right. He's a mobile guy, but it's not like he's taken off for 30 yards at a beat. And I know this happened a lot earlier in the season than Cooper Cup, but do you see the same sort of issue where he maybe comes along a little bit slowly? Not saying he's not going to start the start the season because I know... Um, reports already that he's on schedule, he's going to play, whatever. Yeah. But do you think maybe just trying to get that rush shaken off? It's um, possible. It's totally you know? possible that, yeah, you miss time. Anytime you miss a big chunk of the season and you're as young as he is, as inexperienced as he is, I could see that being a little bit of a, a negative. It's just there's so much upside with him because of the weapons. Look mm-hmm. at the weapons. Yes. Holy shit, the influx from, supposedly they, they can stay healthy. Right. The backfield looks incredible for a quarterback. The rookie receivers, look, I don't know what Debo Samuel is going to do, but God damn it, I'm excited mm-hmm. to find out. Absolutely. I think Marquise Goodwin is a little bit underrated here. I know he didn't he, he didn't do much last year, and it was unfortunate. But again, he was injured for most of the year. He was playing through a lot of shit. I could see him taking a little bit of step. He's just got too many weapons to not be good. Kittle alone should make you good. So where do you see him finishing? I could see Jimmy... Right now, I see him as a top 16, hands okay. down. Beyond that, I don't know. So top half. I, I, Yeah, it's tough for me to put him as a guaranteed QB1 mm-hmm. a little bit because of what you're talking about. Maybe a slow start. Maybe it takes a little bit of time to gel this whole new... Mm-hmm. All the new pieces. But I think by season's end, if you can be patient with him, I would bet 
by week six on, he could be a QB1 overall. Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. And then we'll move on to the Captain Obvious um, question mark of the, the season here. The running backs. Uh, Obviously, we don't know what the hell's going to happen back there. Who's going to start? Who's going to play what? They've got four viable running backs there. Maybe five, four and a half if you count Jeff Wilson. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he, maybe. He had to start last year. Yes. And he did okay. Yes. So <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things. It's like, who's going to jump in? Who's going to start? Who are they going to throw in? I don't have a freaking clue. There's already injuries, too. Yes. Dudes are already injured in the backfield right now. So, I don't know. Do we really need to talk more about it? I don't want to. All right. Let's not do that, I would then. love not to. All right. Can we and talk then, about... Upcoming predictions? Predictions. Oh, not useless. This is wonderful. It's a great exercise. All right. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll lead us off here. I've got the Rams winning the division at 12 and 4, Seahawks 9 and 7, Niners 7 and 9, and the Cardinals 5 and 11. Sorry, Cards. I just don't think it's your year yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yet. Fair. Um, I got Rams 11 and 5. I know a steep drop off, but all the reasons that we talked about, I could see a little regression. 49ers, I have coming second in this division. I think that they do have plenty of, again, nice. assuming help. I see a 9-7 and seven season in their future. Seahawks, nice. I actually see downgrading to 8-8. Eight and eight. I think it's going to be dicey for them this year. Cardinals, I like them, but they're 7-9. and nine, Not quite a winning season. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, that... You want to talk about a little extra? You Ooh, talk extra about, bonus? Yeah, you want to talk about some... some some trade action? Yeah, let's do it. That's almost happening. So me and Dustin have been in this joint league now. You joined, what, two months ago? Two, three months ago. Something like that. Fairly recently. And we have yet to make a trade with each other in this league. It is a, sh- it's a shameful spot to be in. But that's where we are. However, today, there's been motion. There's been some talk. We're trying. We might be able to get something happening. So initially today... A little back, a little backtrack. This past weekend at a music festival here, I thought we might have our first drunk trade that we could be involved. in. I was kind of hoping because it would actually be fun. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> we were both. We call it a tipsy trade. Yes. Uh, but it didn't happen. It fell through. Today, however, I sent you something to get the impetus going, and the first trade wasn't great. It wasn't uh, one that is you know gonna light the world on fire, but it got mm-hmm. the wheels turning. Where we are now. We've got, do you want me to just throw this out? We can talk this through right now. And yeah, we can try and weigh the pros and cons. So the trade as it stands, this is a one quarterback league, uh, full PPR, no tight end premium, nothing like that. Stefan Diggs and Kenny Stills for Miles Sanders, Deshaun Hamilton, what I presume to be a mid to late 2021st, and a third and a fourth as throw-ins. Yes. In your head. So I'm on the uh, Stefan Diggs, Kenny Stills side. You'd receiving, be receiving. Yeah. And you would be getting Miles Sanders, Deshaun Hamilton, and the picks. Correct. So what, in your mind, what's the fucking holdup? <laughs> I am not a big believer in Kenny Stills. I mean, that's... I true. just, you know, even as... Just, I mean, I mean, you could have thrown in worse players as part of the trade. I don't know. Kenny I don't know who could have been worse for my current roster. I'll be honest. When I was looking, obviously he was the throw, and Diggs is the guy. Absolutely, Diggs is the Absolutely. headliner of this trade. But couldn't only I added put in a little extra right. spice. Yeah. Still, I think Stills is fine. We talked about him two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I believe it was. Somebody's got to catch the ball there. It's great. He's not my pick necessarily, but I want I wanted a piece of the offense just because it's so cheap, right? So he has a good of chances have anybody else, but <laughs> but you're not sold, and that's fine. So you tell me what needs to happen for this trade to feel good in your brain, and don't say. <laughs> Take away the first and Miles Sanders. Oh, come on. I'm not ridiculous here. But it would make you feel better, certainly. Absolutely, I would feel better. You know, I'm not going to say, like, you know, swap out Kenny Stills for, like, A.J. Green or something like that. You know, (laughs) we're going to be fair here. It's a tiny jump. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're going to be fair here. I'm I'm not out 
Not the Scria. Not one of those guys. No, no. Uh, so know, we, we, yeah. we threw around a little bit, uh, texting back and forth here, throwing out ideas. Uh, you know, I suggested Geronimo, Allison, uh, instead of instead of Stills. Instead of Stills. Which to uh, me was too much because I value Geronimo's perceived value, if that makes sense. I don't value Geronimo the player as much, but I definitely... Uh, love what his value will be once training camp starts. Okay. Your other option, uh, well, my other option, because I know that you're a Dawson Knox believer like I am, I considered tossing in Dawson Knox. You said you're set at tight ends. So I do. Don't... I have three good tight ends. And it's not a tight end premium. Right. So I can understand so your I hesitancy. definitely like, yeah, I definitely want to stick away from that. Sure. So... So the, the question becomes, what can either be lopped off or added to the trade to make it legit? In my mind, I also said I can put in Geronimo, but I need a bump up in picks from you. Because again, that value is going to be so dumb come training camp. So what if... I don't know. <laughs> See, this is what I go through. Every damn time I propose a trade to this guy, listeners, this is what happens. There's the hemming, there's the hawing. Because I'm a savvy owner. And there's the canceling <laughs> of the trade eventually. I am, I'm the savvy That's owner. You are a wishy-washer owner. That's what it is. You are a wishy. You are a washy. You are not at all uh, what I need you to be right now. <laughs> all right. How about this? Throw it at me. How about we do Stefan Diggs and Geronimo Allison. Mm-hmm. And instead of the 2024th, I throw in a 2021 third. Ooh. It just got interesting. Here's my problem is that future, I, I let me, some background. Mm -hmm. I consider myself to be very much win now. Would mm -hmm. you agree that there's a fair assessment, at least, of what my team build has been so far? I would say so, yes. You're I'm definitely. For this year. Anything but first. Will not be good enough. If you're first, you're last. <laughs> you're, no, no. If you're not first, you're last. If you're first, you're first. <laughs> I finished not first. I finished in second place the last two consecutive years. I need to get over the fucking hump. So I already felt bad enough giving up digs for a future running back. Mm -hmm. Who I, again, I don't. Miles Sanders for this year, not not startable for me. Okay. Very often. But come next year, the year after, I I'm on board. Deshaun Hamilton, question mark. Who's Flacco's favorite guy going to be? I don't know. It could be him. <laughs> and if it's him, then this is great. Then this works out really well for me. But if it's not, then that's a waste. So 2021 picks start to get iffy. We're not branching out that far. So how about, how about this? All right. How about we put in Geronimo? Okay. But you just sack up and you make that fourth round pick a third round pick what for about, this year. How about this? Counter. 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 What about, instead of Geronimo, uh -huh. Traquan Smith? Oh, you know I love Traquan. You know I'm a big Traquan guy. And that's not perceived value. That to me is like steel. They're valued, they're valued relatively close. Yeah, by who? Not by me. Not by the guy you're trying to trade with. By those outside sources that I don't like to pay attention to. So, Traquan would, if it's Traquan, I would also have to get a bump up. 20, 20 thirds. Two thirds, because you got two of them. I want them. Give them. <laughs> the fourth won't do it. Stills to me is the perfect trade candidate for this because you're taking on a possible upside, which is great, which is what Deshaun is. So it's kind of swapping upsides a little bit. That's why Stills just seemed like the magic man. And I know you need the wide receiver depth. You're set at running back. I do. You are That's a thing. flush at running back even. It gets difficult. It does. This may not be one that we can resolve today. You know what? Fuck it. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah? Yeah. I'll click accept it right now. <gasps> oh my god, we made a trade Alive on air. air. Let's do it. Fucking sir. Cheers. Sir! We just did it. Uh, 
Oh, it and feels good. Oh, it feels good. We, we, we broadcast history. That's what it is. It, even in our, our only other league that we've been in together, it's a redraft league. People don't make trades in our no, redraft league. No. We've certainly never made a trade in our redraft league. This is our first ever trade. Yes. And I think that makes us actually officially co-hosts now. I think up until this point, we were just a couple of dudes sitting across from each other. Now yeah. I think we're firmly co-hosts. Oh, How do you I, feel? I feel great. I like I my. I feel pretty good. I too. like my upgrade there. Um, now I, think I you am, should. I am. I, you know, part of me feels bad for you that I'm, I'm stealing <laughs> that, uh, that, 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 you know, championship uh, trophy away from you. Oh, is that uh, how so this, this is, is going to be? What pushes me over the edge? Interesting. And I mean, I don't. It feels see it, terrific. But, but feels I'm terrific. happy that we could close the door on this trade. I feel like this was about as even Stevens as we could yes, possibly make it. Yes. So I, I, I dig it, and I hope that you enjoyed listening I to our it process. as well. Shut up. <laughs> no, can I reverse the trade just nope. based on that awful pun? Nope, absolutely not. Fine. All right. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so I hope you enjoyed this little bit of extra that yes. we gave you, some insight into our thought process. Yes. Um, if you'd like to hear more of that, let us know, and we can see if we can... Uh, Make some more trades happen here. Facilitate, which I think we should. Yeah, absolutely. So, anything else you want to add here before we sign off for the week? I just want to add that you guys should be following us on Twitter starting right now because stuff is starting to ramp up. Absolutely. Uh, Once training camp kicks off, it's going to be a flurry of info. We'll be providing updated rankings, you especially, I know. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll have plenty of opportunities for you guys to ask us questions. Uh, Roster construction, draft tips, whatever you want. Absolutely. So you'll follow me at Jake Trowbridge. And you can follow me at FF Dusty Dog. The and podcast. Right. Oh, yeah. You can follow at Drinking Fantasy. You can check out a- a- anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a lot of things. Yes. Just check them all out. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be this podcast. You know, but we hope it is. Um, give us a rate and review on Apple We'd really appreciate it. Helps people find us better, which got to get that word out. That's right. Because, I mean, I think we're enjoyable. So we we might be biased. Else? Yeah. It's, well, there's a slight possibility, very small, that we could be biased. Possibly, but I doubt it. Okay. So, um, yeah, until next time, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. <laughs>